Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The plot is vivid and the blast conditions. I'm Eladio Nino and this is Real Everyday People. So as always, I always give everybody thanks, man. Appreciation to everybody who shows love, who supports, shares, subscribes, all that good stuff, man. I appreciate you guys. Um, hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, my weekend was pretty hectic. Uh, we're back into the season. Uh, me and my ceasefire team uh, back downtown at Greek Town, and um, it was very frustrating, very sad, very unfortunate. Um, I worked down there uh, Friday night, and there were multiple shootings and uh, a homicide and I mean we were just down there breaking up brawls I mean not just fights but brawls um five on five six on six men women um <clears throat> it was just you know very disturbing to see our society uh you know come to that point um even even people walking around with pit bulls and the pit bulls are just jumping at people and and then the dogs were like going at each other and i know for you know and and the reason i share this is because i want you to guys to truly understand what it is that i go through on a regular basis my lifestyle what ceasefire does you know in these streets we mediate between law enforcement and between the community because you know there's a huge disconnect between them two so we 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 make that bridge we build that bridge you know between law enforcement and community to be able to be effective communicators and try to resolve issues but right now the issue is not between the community and law enforcement it is between the community and the community we are out here killing ourselves shooting ourselves and uh and it's very very sad that the only way people know how to resolve issues is through is through violence and through shooting and killing like we got to do better than that we have to live by a higher moral standard because um at the end of the day we ain't gonna have to worry about no systems being in place that defeat our purpose because we out here defeating our purpose by our own selves man so um you know and and, and i definitely my heart is broken uh the security member uh darrow at the party store over there in greek town um was shot and killed because uh you know somebody wanted to cut lines and um and took his life because he was doing his job and that just that just really breaks my heart he was a good man and um and we got to do better than this because i'm tired of going to funerals but you know i just hope that you know things get better uh and 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 that's really up to us you know as a as a society but i just wanted to enlighten you guys on what was going on over there and um you know i hope that you know i believe in the each one teach one theory but um Man, I got some good guests here today, man, and I'm excited about, you know, having these guys here at the studio. They both got some great stories to tell, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So without any further ado, let me introduce my man, Hollywood Street Savage, my dog. Yo. And then we got my man as an as a extra guest, you know what I'm saying, a plus, my man Troy. What's going on with you, what's bro? What's up, what's up? My guy. Man, I'm so happy to see you guys. So <clears throat> the three of us connected in the joint, man. While we were in prison, we were building, we was kicking it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you always want to find people who are, you know, who are, who, who are doing positive things and, you know, reading, writing, people who got goals or on a mission, trying to educate themselves. So as I went through that transition myself, you know, I attracted the people who were being productive and positive trying to stay out the way and trying to get home because everybody ain't in there trying to get home you know what i'm saying people are comfortable in prison they like being able to call home and get a secure pack and get a money order and get a visit because it's 
easy. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't want that life no more. I want to come home and make my own way and pay my own way. You know? So my dog, Hollywood Street Savage, when he told me his name, I said, nigga, you from Cali? You from you from Hollywood for real? He was like, no, nigga, Hollywood Street is from Pontiac. I said, okay, yeah, then yeah, let yeah. me know. Street of Pontiac. Yeah, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to him, man. Let him know what it is and what it ain't. Yo, so I'm Hollywood Street Savage. I'm from Pontiac, Michigan. Uh, I'm a rapper. I've been doing this since probably 2005, 2006. Um, I made Ladio in prison. I went down for two years for a drug charge. And uh, while there, you know, I just, I just, I just plotted. You know, I just plotted uh, on things to, to, you know, to better myself and just come out better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, not have to go back. And uh, yeah, while I was there though, you know what I'm saying. That's you know, our, a lot of the stuff that you used to tell me, you know what I'm saying. I just applied that. I still apply it. Like I remember uh, one thing you told me in prison. Like you could either look at this like like school, you know what I'm saying, or you could just just jump in with the politics and bullshit around or whatever. Or you know, you could just lock in and look at it like school and just you know. So that's. That's what I did with it while I was there, you know what I'm saying? And because, yeah. and you know what, that was part of my transition, bro, is once I knew that I had power and control of, of the mind, <clears throat> even though I was in an environment where there was everybody's miserable, every day's a bad day for everybody in there, you know what I'm yeah. saying? People mad, they ain't got cigarettes, they ain't got coffee, they ain't got no letters, they ain't got no visits, they ain't got no phone calls. Every day is a bad day, you know what I mean? So every day is unpredictable. You don't know how today's going to go just because of how somebody else is. But I say, you know what? <clears throat> Once I learned that I had mind control, you know what I'm saying? And, and just that mental transition. I said, if I wake up every day and, and look at prison as this is my environment and I'm going to conduct myself according to that. Or I said I can wake up every day as a student and look at this as if I'm in school and every day I'm going to learn something about something. You know what I mean? And uh, and and that just helped my mentality evolve, bro. And, and I was able to separate myself from everything else, create my own lane. You know what I'm saying? But it, it takes a lot of work, bro, because... You know, it came to the point where I had outgrown prison. I had outgrown the politics, the the conversations. Like I, when 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 I started going through my change of embitterment, I had to change the conversation. I had to change the books I was reading. I had to change the TV shows I was watching. I had to change the music I was listening to. I had to change the activities I was getting to because I said, if I don't change, then nothing is going to change. You know what I mean? You still mixing, mingling, and just you know. Around the BS, like you gonna you gonna get up in the BS. Man, this guy's so cool, man. This nigga's cool and he's smooth. I don't know how this nigga ain't a millionaire superstar already. Cause he yeah. always been cool as hell. Even in prison. I said this nigga's so humble, smooth, he's cool. He like no nothing about his ass, you know? The same way, yeah. it doesn't change. Yeah. Ever That's since a dope vibe. Never That's a dope vibe yeah. though. And man, we were we met each other in the joy. You was young as hell. I didn't even yeah, realize how shit. young you was, bro. My name is Troy. I uh born in um Pontiac, raised in Lake Orion, Pontiac. Um shit, I got four years for a drug case. I met these guys. I was about I was less than a year in, so that's kinda like it started to sink in at that time, you know. And then uh I started going the programs. Um, that's where I met Eladio. Got that chance for life. Yeah, chance for life. I started eventually uh, speaking on it myself. Um, I remember the day I met Sav. 
uh, talking. We were talking just books, knowledge. And then I uh, ended up pulling, damn near dragged my whole locker down to the day room. And he was like, sheesh, she grabbed maybe three out of the 50. He's like, yeah, we'll see what I can do. But, yeah, we damn near read them together, you know, and it's, yeah, it took off down there. <clears throat> Brothers being studious, man, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And and it's not just about, uh, you know, reading a book. It's about the book that you read, you know what I'm saying? Because all of it's going to contribute to you in one form or another. And we was we was hooked on life skills. We want, I wanted to read anything that was going to help me grow, anything that was going to educate me and enlighten me about life, about love, about respect, about honor, about self, about power, about emotion, you know, all them types of things. Mm -hmm. And I used to, I couldn't stand when motherfucker go read the, uh, what was the books? Uh, 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 what is it? 48, 48 Laws, laws of, of Power. power. <laughs> and then these guys come to the yard trying to play mind games. So I said, man, you better stop playing. Like, bro, what's that, chapter three? Yeah, what's that, chapter three, motherfucker, verse 32? Stop playing. You over trying to run game and try to practice your shit. You better try yeah. again, Morasoka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, all that shit was all manipulation anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but once it's pretty easy to decipher who's trying to actually better themselves in there and who's trying to just go with the flow and find the next best thing to be somebody you know yeah no doubt about it man tell me so, tell tell me one thing bro like what was one of the biggest things that impacted your life in prison that like made you realize like you got to do different you got to do something you got to do better you got to be better just the fact that i couldn't control the situation that i was in wow yeah that's powerful bro you know because that takes a toll on a, on a man you know what i'm saying yeah. on, on any human you know what i'm saying because you hate to feel like somebody else got control over your life. And and one thing that I learned about life is if you don't know what to do with your life, somebody else will. And you will become sure. a part of somebody else's plan, somebody else's mission, somebody else's idea. You mm -hmm. know? And when you go to prison, you relinquish all your rights, all your privileges. You know what I'm saying? You right. become a prison number. You become stock. You become product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, that was one thing that I did not want to live with. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I got to do better than this shit. No, I can't sure. allow people to just have control over my life like this. Not for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, much love to all my brothers that are in there doing that. You know what I'm saying? I already got 25, 30 years in on natural life bid. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying Even that, does. you know, I, I understand, you know, everybody got to pay their dues. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's a lot of brothers. Honestly, the brothers that are doing life. <laughs> are the ones that are in college courses right now. They're taking classes and still yeah. working on themselves. So I'm mm -hmm. like, you could easily be like, man, I'm doing life in this bitch. I ain't doing shit. I don't care about shit. And they're the most. They're investing the most in themselves because you know What's what up? they told me? If they do ever let me out, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready. Yeah. You know, and the guys who are in there for five years and three years, they're like, they just fooling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Waiting to catch another case and all that shit. Yeah, I think that's kind of what fueled me a little bit, too, because you'll see some of these guys that have been down for 10, 12 years, and they're, you know, freshened up just as much as you might be. And you're like, how the, how the hell? You know what I'm saying? But they just spent that much time just trying to better themselves. By the time uh, by the time you read enough and you work on yourself, you're going you're gonna to catch up. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, I understand growth is a process. It took me a minute. By the time you guys met me, you guys met the good Nino, you know what I'm saying? Like positive Nino, you know? I mean, I've always been a good person, you know? And, and I always try to have a positive outlook on life. But it's the, 
the gangs, the politics, the drugs, that whole mentality that kept me in a realm of negativity. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to shake a bag. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, I'm, 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 the, I'm the head of the cash flow policy. I'm the head of Hosta. I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm the block rep. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I, I had all these home. hats. And it just got exhausting. It got. I was like, you know what, bro? In order for me to be able to move forward with my life and be able to live a healthy life, I got to start cutting ties with all this shit because I done gave my whole life to this shit. You know what I mean? And it landed me in prison. I lost everything because of it. And I said, damn, you know, how grateful am I to have a second chance because I ain't going to blow it, man. I'm going to take care of business. And what I love to do is invest in others, man. And that's what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? When we was together, we were able to build. You know, I was able to share my story, my mission, my journey, and vice versa, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that we're out here all together now, <laughs> building, chilling, you know what I'm saying? Having a good time, celebrating life, celebrating love, celebrating freedom. Um, you know, we're all off parole. We're all, you know, doing good for ourselves man we was just in there same unit same back hallway pressing them bunks you feel me man you always used to be writing a song and shit every time i come by you writing a new song love song you sad as hell if you think you're lonely some of them songs some of them songs on the tube right now that's the shit you see manifest that shit bro and you was you was you was dedicated, committed. Every morning, I knew where to find you with the mocha shots. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Had the little cafecito. You know what I mean? For sure, man. Yeah, I still I still remember a lot of the mornings, just spending with you and just sipping the coffee and the mochas and you know just plotting and scheming, man. Just talking <coughs> about dreaming about this right now, just the shit we doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Just you know trying to make it happen. So yeah, this shit is dope. It's dope to you know. That we just here and, and free and you know off parole like you said and no cool little motherfucker. This <laughs> too cool. They got sweaty guy. <laughs> That's my guy though, man. Hands down. Yeah. Troy, man, what you been up to? What you been doing with yourself, bro? <sighs> Shit, man. I'm in this uh, cannabis game, um, specifically in processing, building a. Uh, a facility right now here in Detroit. We're fully licensed and recreational. Shit's pretty, it's pretty surreal, but um, it's happening. That's dope, bro. Yeah. I love cannabis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're in processing. We, we make all the oils. We'll be, yeah, handling a lot of oils, talking to a lot of brands, a lot of distribution, a lot of, a lot of networking, and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of hard work. No, no, definitely. I, I understand. Any project of any kind that you want to, pro, to produce uh, pros, profits, it's going to require a lot of time, a lot of energy, uh, you know, a lot of uh, research, you know what I'm saying? All that good stuff, Yeah, man. I don't, th yeah, I, c I can't underestimate how much hard work, pretty much. It's like, quit my job 15 months ago, you know, to, you know, haven't been paid since, so it's just a grind. Luckily, I had, you know, a lot of support, a lot of help. We got a good team, um, but yeah, we raised, you know, north of seven figures to, uh, get this get this project going so you know wow. pretty and, and you know what that's a big commitment because um what in detroit at least man especially in river rouge like bro you bend any corner and there's a dispensary right next to each other across from each other like they're like everywhere you know what i mean and uh so it's it's you know it's a competitive market 
You know, and it's like you got to be able to stand out, provide something that's different from everybody else. Yeah. You know, whether it's the product, whether it's the quality, whether it's appealing to the eye or whether it's your network and, and building relationships with people no matter what. And shout out to uh, 263 Cannabis. They just had a soft opening yesterday. Um, you know, shout out to them man. I wish you guys uh, all the success. And I definitely got to stop by and see what, what you guys got going on, man. So everybody to know who two six three is, you know what time it is. Awesome, yeah. But yeah, that's 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 like really dope, man. So like, what did it take from you to be able to reach that point? Like, like, uh, oh man, it you know, it's, that's because that's like scientifical shit, bro. And yeah. Then, and then to be responsible and make sure that you're putting, you know, good product out because you guys, you got people just building labs in their bathrooms and backyards and shit and making oil and selling shit on the street. Yeah. And people are getting sick and you know all that good shit. So yeah. it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a lot of help. I had um, an associate of mine was in the in the field himself. He, uh, you know, asked for help. This is right when I came home in 2020. He's like, hey, I got these projects I'm overseeing. Basically, I need some help. So I helped him. And in terms, I just learned it all. And then from there, um, yeah, it was just once I learned the craft, it took me pretty much two years of working with him to basically see what's what, figure it out, who's who, who I need to be on my team. And then from there, you know, by myself, I can't do anything. But with a team, you know, we, we can take over the world. You got free education. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because exactly. I'm sure whoever taught you had to go through some trial and errors and all that. Oh, yeah. So by the time he met you, you got to learn the right way. The, you know. Oh, and you should have seen. We, we went through every trial and error ourselves. Did so you? Okay. Matt, I can't imagine what he went through before me. But us, you know, I got to see a lot of stuff go wrong in that time. So it was free education absolutely <laughs> and that's what was always risky about the weed business is because um you know it's it's just you have to know what you're doing you know and, yeah and uh and i knew a lot of people like you said quit their jobs you know and wanted to be full-time growers and then the market just went all the way down like people were selling bowls for it still are you know i'm right. eight nine hundred a <laughs> thousand dollars and i'm talking about shit that I was getting for 24 a bow, you know, 22 a bow, you know, right. shit. I was selling zips for 200, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now it's half price, half the price, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. Mm. So it's like so many people were excited and ambitious about about the business itself. But if you didn't have like a clientele that was loyal to you, that mm. was going to keep you alive. I know a lot of people, man, last year that just folded up shop and had lots of money invested in equipment, space, all that good shit. And they're just like, bro, the profit's not there anymore. Nobody's buying it. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're calculating, okay, we're getting 20, 22, 24 a bow shit a year later. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't even get $1,000 for a pound. Yeah, for sure. It'll, you know, it's definitely saturated in certain places, depending on your business model. There are p places, you know, business models where you can go in right now and make a lot of money. If, you're, if your model is to get in and start growing, I probably wouldn't. But um, there's plenty of other avenues to make money in the industry, for sure. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of people that felt like they had to network with like Cali and shit like that. But, yeah. you know, from what I hear, a lot of people are like Michigan got good growers. They got good weed out there, yeah. you know, and, and we really do. Yeah. And a lot of people felt good. like we couldn't sure. be competitive with Cali because of the climate and because of things like that. But I'm like, shit, you know, I've seen some pretty good stuff. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? For we sure. Some, we got some good bud for sure. Mm -hmm. What about you? What you do with it? What's that? You brought these. What's, what's them? Yeah. So, uh working on a cannabis brand these is uh distillate pens grinding gas 
Grinding gas, that's your that's your shit, dog. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple flavors or whatever. And, and my dog brought me a goodie bag. You know, I was happy to the bug. I love surprises, gifts, all that good <laughs> shit. So when he brought me the goodie bag, I said, what? Come on love. with the come on. Let's see what's up in here, though, anyway. I got to see what's going on up in here. Okay, then. You got my favorite color. Got the grinding hat. I remember this, bro. I remember you had me drawing up logos and shit for you, man, using yeah, this, I bro. Still, I still got them. This shit matched my outfit and everything, man. My yeah. guy, man. Thank you, brother. Let me see what else in here. What? Okay, then. We got the glasses, the Hollywood Street Savage glasses. Okay, then. You feel like you in Hollywood with these motherfuckers on. So if you see me at the beach, you know what time it is. Yeah. Okay, what's this? Got me a shot glass. Dope ass shot glass. Damn, nigga, I feel like it's my birthday and shit. Yeah, Hell yeah. From the Vegas trip. Hey, this is like the gift to keep on giving. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. What else you Little got? Grinders there? and shit. Hell yeah. Stickers and shit. Yeah, I'm like a kid. I feel like it's a happy yeah. meal. <laughs> this is a big ass happy meal. I'm a big ass kid. I got grinders every color. Got the grinding brand. Oh, shit. God damn. Thank you, bro. <laughs> I pre- that's how excited I am. You hear me? <laughs> man, I appreciate you, man. It's so definitely showing proud. love, man. So. You know, I'm put these stickers on my laptop. <laughs> my guy, man. Thank yeah, you so you much. I appreciate it. it. You know, you scan it. It's going to take you to the website. Yup. I'm going to stick that bitch on a stop sign or something near, near the neighborhood, yeah. man. <laughs> so, how's life been, bro, since you've been home, Sav, man? What's like, like uh, you know, a little bit of everything. You know, what's, what's like, you know, the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly about just getting out. You know what I'm saying? Once you get out and then you got all these goals, these dreams, and all these things you want to accomplish. And then, you know, everything seems so easy when you got it made out in your head. But then you get home and in real life and in real time, shit get complicated, <laughs> man. What have been some of your biggest challenges that you've had to overcome since you've been home? And then the same with you as well. Um, so, so right before I got out of prison or just my, during my time in prison, I had plans and I had people in mind that was part of these plans. You know what I'm saying? And I thought I had like all the pieces to the puzzle and stuff. But then when I got home, like a lot of them people, I didn't like, we just didn't not, I ain't gonna say we didn't click no more, but it just, you know, it was different. Like they wasn't, you know, it just. You know, so I had to, I still had these missing pieces and stuff, and it just didn't all come together like I was planning. And, um, so, like, you know, that, that, that kind of, um, how you say, discouraged me a little bit. Um, and then, too, like, being on the run for a year and then getting caught and then getting locked up for the two years. So then, like, it's a whole new wave of rappers, and, you know, it's a whole new generation down there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just different from, before I went in, you know what I'm saying? And so I just had to figure out like like where I fit into all this, you know what I'm saying? And and I'm just sitting back paying attention to all this content, you know, cause we in the digital era now. So I'm just paying attention to the content. I'm trying to figure out how to monetize on all these different platforms, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, bro, I'm not gonna sit there on the internet and Facebook and stuff and just be on, on there all day posting and I'm trying to get the bag off it. You feel me? Like yeah, no doubt. And, and so you know, just, just trying to figure those type of things out. Um, also, too, like you know, I'm older now. You feel me? So like, it's just 
Like, you know, I'm just thinking, like, man, is this shit going to still work? How does this, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying yeah. to figure it, figure it out. So, like, it just be all that, you know, balancing, you know, uh, at home, the kids and stuff like that and just trying to still make it happen, you know. But Yeah, because in real life, you got to ask yourself the question, like, is this a hobby or is this something that I'm really committed to that I'm trying to manifest something bigger, you know what I'm saying? Because there's been a couple, I've been running my podcast for shit three years now, bro. And I've had moments where I was ready to fold up shop just because, you know, it requires a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, especially money, bro, <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, you know, I, I, I believe in what I'm doing, though. You know, I believe in my craft. I believe in my skills. I believe in, you know, what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, eventually now that it's fulfilling its purpose, doing what it's supposed to do, I'm like, shit, I want to see some profits out of this shit. And I see how easy it is, you know. Um, you know, you look on the internet all the time and people are like overnight millionaires or, you know, people are just getting millions of views. Now they're getting paid, they're getting checks and things like that. I just don't want to be that guy 20, 25, 30 years from now doing the same shit and ain't accomplished shit with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and you got to distinguish and understand like, because it's a big commitment because you take a lot of time away from your family. You know what I'm saying? You sacrifice a lot of time that you could be doing other things and you're committed to this. That's so you got to ask yourself, like, is this really worth it? Do I really believe in it? Is this just a hobby? It's got to have its place because the more power you give, the more power it's going to require. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even in growing and all that shit, mm -hmm. too. That's very, very time consuming. And that's why a lot of people actually quit their jobs because it required a lot of time, a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? But people were, were eating with their eyes because, you know, nobody was really prepared for that, the, for that, uh, you know, the market to plummet like it did. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so then try to pick up the pieces after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, since, I mean, since my, since coming home for me, I feel like it was the same thing. I came home March 2020. Um, I got blindsided by COVID. So, you know, I had all these plans, got blindsided. And then, um, yeah, it was just, it was easy to get stuck in whatever you could do or whatever they were letting you doing or let you do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so for, it was hard to, you know, you want to see everybody, but at the same time, it's like, are they doing something that, you know, to better yourself, you, that's all you're doing. Then, um, you want to keep that going when you get out. So, um, it, it's, it, it was easy to, you know, get, if you actually want to accomplish any of those goals that we took so long to manifest and we plan and network to talk about and, and it's something that you really have to um, you really have to uh, manage on how much time you're spending on you know because you know being, yourself. being away for all that time you know you have so much time to evaluate your life prior to prison and what you did right what you did wrong what you need to do what you need to change what I need to change you know what I mean and um, you know because when you you know you want you get home you want to be able to uh, you know commit to something and build a solid foundation to build on for sure but if if you really if you like you know like the podcast it's like d life like this house everything like if you just spend like a couple hours every day or a couple hours every week doing something eventually those hours are going to compound yeah quick to the <laughs> I tell you what. it's coming, it's coming, it's coming man 
fish. Look at this, man. This is this is nice yeah, for real. This shit is official. But thank with, you, man. I appreciate whole, that. It's just consistency, bro. Like. Gotta keep you you and you did talk about this in 2017. Mm-hmm. You talked about this, yeah. And you yeah. and you are here today, and you're you're helping people every day. You know, yeah. whether whether you see it, mm-hmm. you might yeah, not see it, but connect, connections, networking, like bro, I be seeing you on the internet, moving. I'm around, trying to tell you, different bro. People, bro like, you know, because in prison, bro, we were we had we had we were surrounded by barriers. You know what I'm saying? And one of the biggest barrier was ourselves, our actions, our decisions, our mind state. You know what I mean? And now it's like, you know, they, you know, one of what successful people always told me is that your net worth is determined by your network. And I have an awesome network, bro. <laughs> awesome network. I know a lot of people everywhere, bro. You know of, what I mean? Up. <laughs> but ain't nobody cutting up my fucking checks, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I just ain't met the right person. We're I don't figuring know it what out. Bridge I need to build, or Man, what network so, Sometimes, we sometimes do. it feels like you're not getting nowhere. But one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be like, damn. Mm-hmm. Holy shit is Because my wife is getting on my ass sometimes. Like, listen, you spend a lot of time doing this shit. What we doing here? You know what I'm saying? You just, is this a hobby? Is this for funsies or what? You know what I mean? But this shit is serious, bro. You know what I'm saying? My whole intention of putting this together was to be able to build a platform for people like us to share our stories. Because there's a lot of people who criticize us without knowing who we are, what we've been through, or where we from. It's that's, easy. That's for, why we're here today. We're talking yes. about what we're doing since we came home. Ain't no doubt about it because it's it's people right now, bro, that just got out and they beating down the door to get right back in. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we, we're not. And watch it. It was it, bro. It was dudes in our unit, bro. Like, <laughs> went home and then, <laughs> bro, he, bro, you can see he can see his old bunk from his new bunk. <laughs> Type shit, you feel me? Like that's fucking terrible, dog. Man, dog, bro, he getting all the shit back he gave away. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro, remember that jacket I gave you when I went home? And that, hey, got that cup. Remember that cup? Yeah, (laughs) my favorite mug, coffee mug. I'm gonna give it back to you, dog. Old debts and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dog, this shit crazy, man. Prison is wild as hell, man. Man, it taught me so much, honestly. I, I. it's hard to say that I wouldn't like, you know, I would, I would, I wouldn't do what I, think, I did. To I do think that. it was one of the best things that that ever happened to me. For I, real. Honestly, I can really say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't there. You know, I wouldn't. No doubt about it, man. Everything serves its purpose, bro. I swear it does, man. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes I know when you're in the midst of the suffering and the pain, and it's hard to see that, you know what I mean? But it all served its purpose because we all obtained some type of knowledge, some type of experience, something that helped us focus, something that helped us understand the difference between circumstantial and unconditional love, learning to love and respect ourselves. And then, you know, a situation like that bring out the best and the worst in you, but it shows you what you're truly made of, bro. It gives you time to be able to reflect, do uh, inventory and internal work and and you know and and look in the mirror and and tell yourself what you see you know and uh and and i love it bro and and you know all the things that i learned like you said i would have never i I wouldn't be where i'm at today hadn't i went through what i went through you know 
Sometimes it take a guy one year, five years, ten years, twenty years. But you know, if I see you twenty years later, like I did, I came home. Everybody was stuck. Everybody was stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was through. Man, drugs took over the community. I'm talking about people was on pills. They was on heroin. I asked people today, and they be like, "Yeah, I'm hooked on fentanyl." I'm like, "Damn, bro! Like, not hooked on heroin, not hooked on crack, but hooked on fentanyl." So you know what you do. You know what you taking, and you know that any day you finna be dead. That's Who the fuck want to be that high that You're I want to die? Yeah. I remember when I used to sell heroin in prison, and I'm not glorifying that shit. I'm just saying this is stupid shit that I did. But I was selling heroin in prison, and um, you know when 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 they found out about people ODing and shit. They wanted it. They wanted it. That's what they wanted. They was like, what? He died? He, or he was OD'd? And oh, yeah. Let me get some of that. Where he get it from? You know what I mean? I was like, so y'all really like, y'all want to get so high that you want to die. You know, yeah, that's deep, real. man. You know, I like smoking a little weed, be high, feel good, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that, but I don't ever want to be so high that I die. Bro, I don't want to, I ain't experimenting with none of that. <laughs> and it's a lot of guys that, that, you know, had got hooked on heroin in prison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I never, ever fucked with none of that shit. Nothing hard, bro. Even in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Everything was weed and coke. And it was because those were social drugs, bro. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The adults did all the coke and drinking and all the young people. We were smoking and, and, and uh, you know, drinking and partying and shit like that. But I never really got off into, like, selling crack, heroin, things like that. Because I knew what it did to people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's not what my heart was about i wasn't trying to come up at the expense of other people's lives and well-being you know what i'm saying i right. was just on the grind i'm trying to survive i'm trying to live I'm have trying a to little make bit money. more fun yeah no <laughs> doubt about it but i see what that shit done did to people when i came home people was fucked up bro oh, yeah it's a whole different hustle now it's 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 not good it's not just a social it's your people are trying to get rich off of you know the lives of people's wallets you know mm-hmm Man, what do you think about today's violence, though, bro, that's going on, like, everywhere? Even I just was seeing on uh, uh, Chicago, downtown Chicago, bro. They said they went I crazy. All the teenagers was just that. shooting. I mean, it's the same shit here in Detroit. But I'm talking about, bro, these are 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, all teenagers, man. And they just fooling, bro. One thing, one thing for sure. We see a lot of this stuff going on on the news and stuff like that. A lot of guys crashing out and all that stuff. One thing for sure, they yeah they they crashing out doing wild shit. But one thing for sure, they got a bunk space for these boys and they getting they they snatching them up and that's they, it. They got a number for them. That's for sure. it. You know what I'm saying? Like man, yeah. funeral homes are making money. Cemeteries are making money. Prisons are making Bro. money. It's no, everybody be heavy motion, all this motion, all these niggas talking about motion, but like, bro, there's no motion in prison, so. Everything want, is slow motion. motion. Yeah, if you want motion, slow you motion. know what I'm saying? Extra you better not slow. crash out. There ain't mm -hmm. no motion in prison, bro. Like, you can't, you can't make, you can't make nothing shake in prison for real. I mean, I know when I was young, bro, I was wild as hell, bro. I mean, I went to juvenile at 15 years old. I got caught with 15 guns. At 15 years old, I was fully blown gang banging, <laughs> selling uh, drugs, everything, you know what I mean? And so I sometimes I'm like, damn, am I just being hard on him or what? But I'm like, I, you know, I was telling my wife, like, you know, the damage I did, I did within my own community. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are going downtown, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, 
you know, it's supposed to be public. A guy can holler at a girl and the girl don't like him and then he'll shoot her. You know what I'm saying? Because she turned him down or whatever it may be. Or it was just like, wow, it was just out of control. And I just, I feel like schools need to start teaching life skills. You know what I'm saying? Because people need to know how to learn how to communicate with each other, how to articulate. Uh, people need to really know, uh, learn how to care about themselves, care about others. Even, even three powerful words, please thank you and excuse me, will get you a long way in life. You know what I mean? Just the decency of respect. You know, a lot of young people don't, e they don't even respect adults. And, and, and I had a hard time understanding why, but then I realized that, you know, when I was young, I was always lied too disappointed like by the adults the adults were the ones that was always you know taking advantage of me or you know utilizing me for something or lying to me or you know just disappointing me and i'm like you know no wonder these you know youth don't have any faith in adults you know what i'm saying and then i asked uh, uh one of the homies in, in in prison like he was a young homie and i was like what's up and he's like man I, you know i sell dope to my parents you know what i'm saying so you know for, so when you sell dope to your parents or your aunts and uncles like you don't have no respect for any adults because you think you look at everybody mm -hmm. like they dope fiends. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that that's that's a uh, that adults today. And why they don't respect them is because, you know, the adults haven't respected themselves or given them anything to respect. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, one day at a time, man, you know, each one teach one. Uh, I just went to a school today uh, and, and, and spoke at, uh, what was it, Detroit Central. And uh, they so what they're doing in the city is they're having, like, they have a Detroit uh, DPD basketball team. And they're going around all the high schools in Detroit and they're playing their high school basketball teams. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to, you know, just build a healthy relationship because a lot of the youth, bro, do not have no respect for any type of law enforcement or authority bro like they really go at them they really be disrespectful towards them you know what i'm saying and i'm like bro you don't understand that's that's your cousin that's your brother that's your he about improving you know justice is having people from our communities patrolling our communities but it's like we so accustomed to hating ourselves and going at ourselves you know people from our own communities you know what i mean and it's like you know where do you find the middle ground at bro you know but like i said man ultimately bro you know it, it's gonna take a lifetime to change things if they ever change but that's what this country was built on man rape rape pillage and plunder so this is what we're a product of you know mm -hmm. at the end of the day but you, you know enough you with the sad shit do man. You think God dang. do you think it's more like do you think it's been the violence and all that type of stuff is like you seeing more of it you think you think it's more than like oh yeah years? oh yeah definitely i or think right now it might be a little bit of the the COVID thing tied in with people getting dependent on the drug i think we're starting to see like uh the aftermath of what co what happens with COVID, and it's a lot of the people you know it's a lot of people are broke a people are you know dependent on drugs things that still are stressed out and you know have never learned how to handle it you never know i don't know you know what i've been watching on reels is people walking in the store 10 at a time and just <laughs> nothing you know what what can you do? cali it's like it's, they like it's like a misdemeanor or something like that bro i was in chicago two last year and a group a group of dudes went in and knocked out there's a security it was about 15 20 minutes before the police were there that was long gone yep <laughs> 
I, I mean, I've been seeing them in malls, going in Louis, Louis Vuitton store. Even the women, too. They Even in Walmart. Shit is terrible. Walking out with buggies. You know what Nike I'm saying? Nike boxers. The girls still in Nike boxers. Like, bags. I'm like, damn, they done took uh, a boost into a whole nother level, dog. That's boosting on uh, steroids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, it. bro, society. You know, I always think of the Bible and, and Sodom and Gomorrah and how everything was just lawless, nigga, and just total chaos. And it's like I'm seeing that shit, bro. I'm seeing yeah. it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to, I've been to so many funerals since I've been home, bro. This shit is just wild. It's crazy. It's like nobody values life. Nobody, nobody values love, loyalty, nothing, bro. But more so than anything, life, because you only get one time, one shot, one kill. You yeah. know. So it's like, what are you gonna do with it? That's why I said, man, I got a second chance at life, man. I'm gonna make sure I, you know, make it work for me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that stuff messed me up when I uh, I seen on your your page that you lost uh Pat. Yeah, yeah, Pat, man. The last time I linked with you and stuff, he you know he was there and stuff. Yeah, you know Pat came home, bro, and he was doing so good. Pat had a degree yeah. from prison, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he came home and he was doing a lot of uh, activist work and shit. He was always in Lansing, Ann Arbor, like he was always doing a lot of positive shit, but wasn't none of it producing no money. You know what I'm saying? And he just got tired of being broke, dog. So he went back to what he knew and went right back to the streets, bro. And uh, he ran as what the streets going to do to you. They going to kill you. They going to put you in prison. They going to betray you. They going to lie to you. They going to do all that shit. Yeah. I'm straight with that shit. I lived a whole lifetime of that shit, bro. Yeah, I, I want to be life. around good people. I want to I want to manifest good things in my life. And any, anybody I come in contact with, bro. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just sad to see because, you know, a lot of these people have such good potential, bro. You know what I mean? To do good things. But it's just the pressure from um, the necessity of money, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit. They gave me some credit cards. I ain't, man, I, 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 I'm I financially illiterate. I ain't never had a credit card <laughs> in my motherfucking life. They gave me five, six of them. Bitch, I ran it all up. You hear me? <laughs> Nigga, I'm spending every motherfucking check I get trying to pay my shit off, dog. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, God dang. You know? But you know, I'm just you know, I'm just it's 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 a learn it's life is a learning process, bro. You know, for sure, man. So now I got to pay that shit down. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. That's not an issue. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's why these some sponsorship, man. Y'all something else, man. I dropped off a lot of sponsorship packets out to a lot of my friends, bro. And ain't nobody broke no motherfucking bread. I'm telling you, somebody gonna give me twenty million one of these days. I'm gonna remember that shit. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with y'all, man. Hey, it's all love, bro. You know what so, I mean? Yeah, hell yeah, sir. Yeah. What projects you been working on, uh, bro? So, uh, this month on the twentieth, it's in a couple days. We like less than a week or something, I believe. Um, so I got the uh, the cutter documentary rolling out. Um, bro, this brother Cutter, I know I've never met him, but every brother that I've met from Pontiac. You know what I'm saying? My nigga Rio, my nigga Thone, like all of them, bro, give show so much love to this brother Cutter, bro. Yeah. And especially you. You've all you know, you you've always talked about that brother with endearment, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um that was big bro, man. And uh so at first at first I didn't wanna even do the documentary or nothing like that or really touch none of it or whatever, because you know, I know it's a lot of politics with it and uh you know, a lot of people gonna have their opinions, it's high expectations, you know, stuff like that. So 
I ain't gonna be able to please everybody, but then like I remember googling, just googling him one day, and like it was almost like non-existent, you know, for for the impact that he had on Pontiac, and it was like he was just non-existent on the internet. You feel me? So I'm like, nah, like. I got to like, you know, and then a couple of the homies was in my ear too. Like, who else better to do it? Who who going to tell the story? So, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to just do it. So, uh, we rolling out the dock, um, and we telling his life story through his friends and family. And uh, it'll be out April 20th on his birthday this month, a couple days. Okay. And uh, we, we re-releasing some of his old music. On all platforms, all streaming platforms. So, you know, search up Cutter Keys. You can stream all his music. Cutter with a K. Cutter with a K. K U T T A. Cutter Keys. K E Y Z. And um, so, yeah, that's what we got going with that. And then. Uh, that's dope, bro. That's yeah. that's dope because you keeping that man's legacy alive, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and you know what? I, I what I learned about people, man, I don't give a fuck what you doing. You could be, be doing the best shit in the world, most positive, helping everybody. You could be giving everybody money. Somebody always gonna have some bullshit to say. Somebody always gonna have a problem with what you got to say. And I learned that the hard way because I'm a people pleaser. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then when people don't, you know, they they happy, you think you done did something wrong, man. Fuck all that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you are doing something very positive, bro. And I know that brother is in heaven and he's looking down on you and he happy, he clapping. And, and uh, you know, that's that's why you're going to be successful, bro, because yeah. you're doing something that's honorable, bro. You're keeping somebody's legacy alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. His, uh, his, I mean, Cut's impact was crazy. It was like not even just in Pontiac. It was like, yeah. it, it was, it was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. And it was like even old people are listening to music and he was in high school you know what i'm saying it wow was, it was that's crazy. crazy yeah it was it was like he was on the radio the shit was crazy yeah he go he go down as a legend in pontiac sure. for sure yeah that's dope man so you know much 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 love and respect to him you know i know it's a lot of brothers that love you and miss you but you know they keeping your memory alive man that's for sure yeah for sure and then aside from that um getting back into the music we were releasing a lot of music so you know just be on the lookout hollywoodstreetsavage.com a lot of new music a lot of new content we doing youtube reaction videos um just just content in general you feel me music everything bro i've been keeping an eye on you I'm bro just, uh, you on reels you on tiktok you on everything bro yeah, every time i see yeah, i see hollywood street savage he's doing it bro yeah, i'm trying to figure out how to monetize this stuff the man that's it content content's a1 always content, spends man. his time man you know i i feel like i got pretty good content overall you know what oh, i'm yeah. saying and i'm like you know i'm i'm learning you know as i'm growing with this you know podcast and you know the team that i have and uh you know it's just watching it grow you know what i mean but like i said ultimately you know it was i was very purpose driven but now that it's fulfilling its perfect purpose now it's like you want to see some profit yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah we'll get there it's gonna be you know a little one day at a time yeah no it's doubt about there, it man. man for sure yeah for sure and and i'm glad though that uh you know that we're all doing good for ourselves bro oh, you yeah. know what i mean and uh you know everybody look good <laughs> everybody got you know something going on so. You know, uh, you know, in the work that I do, I do reentry work now. It's crazy because now I help people who get out of prison and, you know, they need IDs, they need jobs, they need clothes, they need food, they need help, you know. Right. And, um, you know, so I, I wouldn't have been able to fulfill that had I wouldn't been through what I've been through, you know. 
and um you know and the lives and the deaths of others you know keep us inspired and motivated to do what we do as well you mm-hmm. know yeah for sure are you still uh do you still do work down at the the one building where i linked yeah, up with you the yeah, one time the dhdc man that's that's my second home right there bro you know what i'm saying i i built a whole life for myself you know what i mean and i'm so grateful for them just because they gave me a second chance bro because ain't nobody in a hurry to hire somebody that just did 17 years for a murder case you know what i'm saying and then right. make me a youth mentor you know what i'm saying threw me in front of a hundred kids but I killed it, bro. I killed it. I'm still killing it. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I don't got raises. I got a title now. I got a team now. I got an office. I got all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations, yeah. Thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, You know, and sometimes you know we're our own hardest, worst critics. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't nobody harder on us than we are on ourselves. So you know, I'm really just to the point now where I'm learning how to applaud myself and pat myself on the back and not be so hard on myself you know what i mean i just you know i'm not saying i'm trying to make up for the time that's lost but you know i've seen how much i've accomplished so far and i just want to keep on winning i want to keep on doing good i want to keep on producing you know what i'm saying but it just gets frustrating because sometimes i feel like um you know people benefit more off of what i do than i actually do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i'll put some shit together and 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 they'll thrive off of it and ain't nobody made me a plate though you know what i mean right. so what i want to do is i want to start focusing on how i benefit off the moves that i make you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. i'm always open for equal and open opportunity for everybody i love people i applaud people constantly you know what i'm saying who are being successful but you know, I'm I'm ready to get what I deserve, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. For for real. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's coming for sure. Yeah. So with you, bro, and your projects and your endeavors and everything that you're going on, like, what is the goal? What is the mission? Like, what is the end game to just constantly evolve with the business? To constantly grow with it? Is it more clientele, or is it like, is there no. a deadline for you, or are you Eventually, just going no. with the flow? No, I'm just going with the flow. I do got a ultimate goal that i mean i guess at first the biggest thing was finding somehow to when i first wanted to get into it i had to figure out uh how i was going to get into it fresh out of prison pretty much you know more or less broke um so for me i I had to make myself useful in the industry i had to learn something i can't just you know expect someone to believe in my idea and just do it i had to actually you know learn it and put it into fruition and show them that i could do it and then um now once since i did that we have this project coming open right now after this my my goal is to um i want distribution across the country you know we can basically we can produce oil for we produce oil for other growers so they give us the the biomass and we turn it into an oil and we keep a percentage of that and that's what these are right so you make pens we make well, yeah we we make the pens we make the oil that's in the pens um and we the white carts label. that's is it yeah, pens yeah. and carts are they the same thing yeah, yeah, are the carts the going to pens yeah yeah it's a it's a cart yeah, but um, yeah, the the pens. I mean, the oil it makes edibles, pens. Um, edibles too. So you guys make edibles as well. Well, we so we won't make the make the edibles, but we'll distribute the oil to. Oh, to make. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. So kind of like the GFS <laughs> f- of the weed industry, you know. Mm-hmm. 
That's dope. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Because, um, you know, that opened up so much different opportunity, even if you're just not a grower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can still make money off the scraps. You, that's pretty much what you're doing. You're mm -hmm. taking the scraps and you're, you know, you take one man's trash and make it your treasure. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I just learned how to, I learned how to basically design and certify the labs commercially, which um, once I actually did it, I realized it was like, a niche like there's not very many people that know how to do it mm -hmm. um so i would say for the long-term goal i want to i want to have one of these in every state maybe every corner of the country see if i can get some that's some really dope that's really so is there like a specific crowd that you aim for or is this like for anybody for everybody or yeah you know? it's anybody for anybody any any state that is legal i obviously it has to be legal uh, i have to have a license for it mm -hmm. um but yeah uh the oil can be sold to any brand to make basically anything okay yeah. that's dope so what are the challenges that you have with like because you know trust trust has to be an issue anytime you go into any kind of business like i gotta trust brian to be here every monday and run my podcast efficiently, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and do a good job. So you have a team you have to build. You got a team you got to build. Like, you know, finding somebody that's on the same wave as you, the same page as you. I would you. say trust is the biggest thing, especially, I mean, we have so many things going against us coming out of prison. Mm -hmm. The stigma is, you know, the news, everybody's, you know. And then with the cannabis industry specifically, you know, everybody, you know, says they can do this or they, everyone has fire, you know but you know they until they you know until you smoke it but um so for that it just trust is something that you can't you can't just get overnight it takes time so you have to you have to show people that you're serious about yourself because how can i why would i invest in yourself in you if you're not going to invest in yourself absolutely you know what i'm saying so yes, you have to I show agree. people that this is what i do you know and i'm going to do it whether you help me or not so eventually, um, you know, eventually you gain somebody's trust over time. Mm -hmm. No doubt, because it's, it's hard to find reliable help. And, you know, when you're doing working on things like this, you know, you always hope for the best. But the team that you build around you, you want to have the same commitment that has the same interests and has your best interests and want to see you successful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. because it doesn't always work out that way, bro. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, sometimes your own people get jealous of you. You know, and then they start working against you rather than for you, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you give them. They don't want what you give them. They want what you got. Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> no doubt about it. You can sit there and break bread and make them a sandwich every motherfucking day. They don't want that sandwich that, they, they, that the you jar. gave them. They want what you got on your plate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I learned that early in life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just I was always taught, you want to know who your friends are? Put some money on the table, bro. You know, and that applies to every life. It's just shit that I learned in the streets. But, bro, you can go to a fortune company right now and they're doing the same shit. It's just over money and business is cutthroat, bro. Sometimes yeah. business even today has just become so inhumane, bro. You know what I'm saying? People are willing to sell their souls, bro. You know what I'm saying? For for some profit, you know? Mm -hmm. so, profit and clout. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why, like, building a team, bro, it's like... You got to make sure that there's trust because like 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 you were saying when you first came home and did, weren't able to make that connection with everybody people grow apart people grow in different directions yeah. you know what i'm saying people's priorities change people's missions change yeah, life happens, people have you know? kids people have get married yeah. people you know turn into other things or become other things and other interests and you exactly. know you guys might have been locked in today but 
next week, next month, or next year, things could be totally different. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I'm trying to build something here, you know? And uh, so it's like keeping up with that and making yeah. sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So with the music thing, what separates you from everybody else? Now, I've listened to your music. I've seen your videos. I'm telling you, I don't even know how you ain't a superstar already by now, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm serious, bro. I, I knew a sad. He looks I, like a fucking celebrity to me. I'm like, knew, what the fuck? I knew a sad's music before, you know, before the joint. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for real? Yeah, Damn, that's yeah. dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I'm, I remember uh, the first encounter with you. Somebody, I think, uh, what was his name? Doc. Yeah, Doc. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, somebody, somebody <laughs> in the, in, over there." They, he said, "They know you, shit. Know your music. Who we from your way?" And that's how I met him. I was doing counting. Yeah. Man, I ain't even gonna lie. Nigga, be feeling special as hell when you be in the community, <laughs> and, and restaurant. Hey, you're the podcast guy. I'm like, God damn, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, feel special in a superstar, superstar status, man. Muscle. <laughs> yeah. That's all love, though, man. You know what I'm saying? At least you know you're putting in the work. Somebody listening to you. Somebody like your shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's dope, bro. And I really appreciate all the pointers that you give me, man, on how to kind of evolve with this whole podcasting and, you know, utilizing platforms and all hey, that type bro's of shit. Bro's two steps ahead of the curve, bro. I'm telling yeah, you. He been busy, bro. I'm telling yeah. you. Even though I haven't seen him, I be seeing him, like, every day, bro. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I love being connected to you brothers, man, because it's all love. No matter how long it's been. And we ain't oh, seen yeah. each other, bro. It's like we were just together yesterday, bro. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Likewise, and uh, sure. yeah, it's always been love, bro. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy and honored to have you guys here. Yeah, and you know, just sharing our stories, building like we would have any other time. Yeah, this, this is a treat right here, man. And yeah. wasn't nobody fucking with my cookups, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I didn't care if it was we gotta, a nacho. We gotta do like a, a vlog, a cookup. I'm ready to do I'm, telling, I'm telling you, in quality or quantity, either, bro. <laughs> yes, yes no doubt about it, man. Yeah, fire A one fire and cookups, bro. Um, <laughs> I can make a a bagel sandwich and put Burger King out of business, boy. You better For stop real. playing with me. Playing with them. <laughs> and I never liked pickles so much until I went to prison. You know, niggas put pickles on everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue sauce and shit. You no, know, motherfuckers just make a whole concoction Fair. of shit. Figuring some shit out. I done made a few of them since I've been home, and people are like, "What the fuck?" And then they <laughs> taste it. They're like, "Damn, it's sweet and it's sour." <laughs> It's all this good yeah. shit. I don't think you make some make me a, since you've been to the crib. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm make me a prison taco truck. Yeah, the whole party. <laughs> Food truck. You know what I'm saying? What you want? You want a bagel sandwich? <laughs> or you want a bow dude? What you want? <laughs> uh, the dude, the famous dude. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Fire. Yeah, I used to love the rices. Them was my favorite. With Making the corn? Them, them fried rices. With the corn? Yeah, right. hell was, oh, yeah. yeah. Fried rice. That, mm-hmm. that was my favorite. And then I cooked the meat in there so that the grease soak into the rice. Boy, I hungry. That was my oh, yeah. shit, though, for real, man. So, like, what's the future looking like for you, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, what's the goal, bro? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind for yourself? Um, and you got babies too, so they learn it from you and everything that you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, I, I just I just want to make this shit happy, man. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I, um, Cause they make it look easy. They make it look yeah, like nah, easy, but it ain't easy, bro. Nah, it, ain't, it ain't easy, man. It ain't easy. You know, you gotta just be consistent and stay motivated, stay focused. You know, it's 
Like, bro, nothing, nothing is gonna like you. It, you just gotta self motivate. You feel me? The days that like, bro, you just gotta self motivate. You can't be sitting here like, all oh, these people ain't supporting me or you know mm-hmm. just you know you just gotta self motivate and make that shit happen you yeah, feel yeah, me yeah, like no they're waiting for this they're waiting for a handout too you know <laughs> and, I, and i feel like a lot of us like in the in the in the in uh entertainment industry for years like we used to talk about you know how they blow up in cali they're blowing up atlanta like they're doing so good out there like i can't wait for somebody to recognize or notice me to sign us or come here you know what i'm saying like we was waiting for somebody to make it happen for us and then when i came home like michigan just created its own lane and 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 it just been running with it on the entertainment on the cannabis just on every aspect bro you know what i'm saying we like fuck it we ain't waiting on nobody we gonna get it on our own and i love that because like anytime i have events like bro you see local vendors you see local performers like everything is local you know what i'm saying we are uh, uh, empowering each other learning from each other supporting each other educating each other networking with each other like it's, it's really dope i'm so happy to see it come that way because before it was like oh we need to meet somebody from cali or we need to run into somebody or i gotta go to atlanta and to blow up you know what i'm saying or to become uh, anything and it's like shit you know we got our own lane now I bro think, platforms I think as now, big as you make it yeah i think now it's way easier to get popular too because like it's just all the we like i said we in a digital era you know all these apps and stuff like that like them phones like you could do so much on them phones you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. talk to different people and push your your content to different people all over the place you know so like you don't really like you don't really need nobody to come you know what i'm saying like man when i came home bro i was like you know because they used to say that you know with with laptops and computers that the world is at the tip of your fingers and uh so when i came home and i got my phone I'm talking to my dog, Bo New, in Cambodia. I'm talking to uh, my boy, Tonio. He's out there in Mexico. I'm talking to my dog, Val. He out there in Albania. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to people from everywhere all around the world. And I'm like, damn, like, that's 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 the shit you know what i mean you could be anywhere in the world and i can like really look at you converse with you and all that good shit you know what i mean i could really stay in touch from you know thousands of miles away you know it's so crazy like when we was in prison i was one of the first people in the in the compound on our little compound and stuff in adrian when that when they first hit with the new jp5s oh yeah yeah first that first little go round, I was one of the first. You feel me? So I get back to the unit, bro. You know, it's guys in there that been down for for years. That you know, they ain't seen none of that smartphone shit, none of that, bro. They over there amazed at them them, them tablets, bro. They over there. I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of them. I, said, I feel like I remember. <laughs> I feel like I remember that we were in the unit with them. Bro, yeah. Uh, hey, man, how you play this motherfucker? How you get this motherfucker? Youngster, how you? Let me see that. That's crazy, but yeah, this technology crazy, bro. But yeah, it's wide open for 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 anybody that's you know for for people doing music, content, whatever, like podcasts. It's wide open. Um, you just you just gotta you know whatever lane you in, you just gotta do the research and figure out how to monetize on all these apps and all this, you know, because 
people definitely mm-hmm. making money off these apps and stuff. And now what it's for? That's what these apps for. I mean, bro, you could do some goofy shit and blow up. But look, listen, Brian Ruiz, my my engineer, that nigga got he made some clips and got millions and millions of views and shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he just be fooling him and his team, dog. They just be clowning on anything, everything, bro. I said, look at this shit here. I'm over here with some heartfelt shit. <laughs> nigga got 13 views. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's dope though man so what about like relationship wise getting into a relationship after you get out of prison like you know what? It, what is that like, bro? You know what I'm saying. What's it been like for you? And 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 you're a new person now. You know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I don't know if you were re- in a relationship prior to prison or if you got into a relationship after after yeah. prison. But no, I was in a relationship before, and we stayed. We stuck it out four years. Damn. That's and now we're still together today. We're engaged. This motherfuckers ain't gonna stick it out four days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go home, you're pregnant a week later. You're like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, that don't even add up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, no, for sure. She's, I mean, she stuck it out, you know. She's, okay. a, she's a real one for yeah. sure. That's dope, man. And uh, you know, and, and when you uh, somebody who's ambitious and you got all these goals and dreams, like you need something solid, a foundation to build on. You need somebody that you know applaud you, or you know, and and then also somebody who lets you know, you know, when you're doing wrong too. Oh you yeah, know absolutely. I mean? And it, it definitely helped knowing that. I didn't have to get out and you know try to look for a relationship or try to find chase chase a female so you know I knew that I can get out and do what I had to do you know to raise a family mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day that's another that's a goal yeah no doubt about it man and 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 the beautiful thing is that you know that at your worst at your worst bro that you got somebody to love you and willing to stick with you you yeah, <laughs> know what I'm saying for sure and yeah. and that's worth you know that's worth a lot mm. you know what i mean that's yeah. that's priceless actually yeah. you know mm-hmm. and and like you know i i like i tell my wife i prayed for you you know what i'm saying not knowing who how who it was going to be how it was going to come how it's going <laughs> to happen but i needed somebody you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. and and when it came i i knew it was the right right person you know what i'm saying yeah and uh you know that's what actually being in prison really built my spirituality a relationship with my understanding of god the universe self you know all that good stuff man you know what i mean and uh learning how to listen to your intuition because a lot of times we've done shit and our intuition has told us not to do it go right and we went left anyway and that's another thing that i used to teach people all the time is about feeding the flesh and feeding the spirit always doing what you want to do instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing you know what i'm saying like when I initially caught my case, I knew it. I knew I fucked up as soon as I did it. You know what I'm saying? But I always think that I know more, even though intuition was telling me, slow down, you know what I'm saying? Take it easy. Hell no, I got to do what I got to do and got flicked. And, and this happened to me a hundred different times. You know what I'm saying? In many different situations. And I started to realize, like, you know what, man? I, I don't need to drive this car. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the universe drive for me, you know what I'm saying? Because it knows best, you know. And when you when you walk a path like that, bro, everything gonna come to you. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So let me ask you guys, 
what kind of circles do you have right now? Mm-hmm. You guys got big circles, a lot of circles. Do you try, even with you being in, in the entertainment business, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you build relationship with multiple people? Because that's what, you know, it really takes and, and, and is required to be successful is building relationships with people, yeah. connecting with people through your music, through your talent, through your swag. Man, I seen you in Puerto Rico. I thought you moved there. You was there so damn long. I said, this nigga done moved to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Every day I seen him on the East Line and everywhere. Yeah, a lot of people thought I had moved. A lot of people was inboxing me like, damn, you live out there now? <laughs> I know, because, you know, people, you know, you, you might see a weekend worth of content. You know, somebody went on vacation. But I was like, damn, it's a month later. He's still out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just out there just chilling, man. Just taking a break from things, you know. Just uh, definitely making content. That was, you know, a big part of going out there. You know, I knew I was going to be making a lot of content. And that's what I was going to ask you. Did you make like a spiritual bond out there? You know what I'm saying? With Puerto Rico where it kind of replenished you or gave you some new ideas, some new motivation. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it did for sure. Um, I went out there and just, you know, it was just different out there. It's a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I just, yeah, I just... Planning, plotting, you know. I got other things that I want to do out there and just other business endeavors I want to start out there. And, you know, um, you know, I've been back and forth with PR. My people all live out there, so I've been going to I PR know. since... I, I want to go like to Puerto Rico, grade. bro. Just seeing how, how the shit is out there through Facebook, I'm like, damn, I want to go out there, I mean, man. I want look, that experience. But it's so, much, it's so much stuff to do with so many hidden gems and stuff like that, like... A week or two vacation, like it wouldn't, you know, you could get some shit done, but it wouldn't do it no justice. Puerto Rico so. was dope. I was there. I, I did ten days. Oh shit! Yeah, did that? That's plenty of time. Ten yeah. days. You know what I'm saying? That's a good vacation yeah, time right yeah, there. That was nice. That's yeah, dope, man. You gotta, you gotta go check it out. You know I you am. Need, I swear, no I am. Just the ID and the. Uh, the, the, the yeah, no doubt, man. I, I, I want to, bro. And, I, and I'm going to eventually, bro. I yeah. just, I got to get my bread up. You know what I mean? And, but sure. when I do, bro, I swear that's one of the first things I want to do is do some, some traveling, bro. Because um, the world is so beautiful, bro. Yeah. There's so much to life. You know what I mean? And I feel bad for so many people who ain't really traveled or done it. I mean, fuck, you got people who ain't even left the city. Well, you know what I'm say, saying? Let alone the state. I know some guys from around the way, bro, that never that never left never left the yak, bro. I know some guys that's that's dead that never left the yak. You feel me? I know, man. That's you know, and, and it's uh it's unfortunate, bro, because you know, the world is so big and there's so much to experience. I mean, there's so much different culture, you know what I'm saying? Even, you know, going to different states, different countries, like it's beautiful, bro. You know what I mean? And I love being able to experience that with, with my eyes and and uh you know i i I just i want to go on a cruise i want to go on a cruise ship one of these days and you know growing up like i was like man that'll never happen because we were always poor bro you know what i'm saying so i felt like only rich people go on vacations you know what i'm saying only rich people have nice things and and uh you know i'm like damn it's it's crazy because now i know that it just takes you know some hard work bro some discipline some focus some goals some dreams exactly no i wasn't raised to to make plans or to have goals or to dreams i even tell people like you know nobody taught me how to value education 
education. Nobody was motivating me to, to graduate or nothing like that. Everything I went through was all about survival, bro, just getting through the day. That's why we was hustling, you know what I mean? I dropped out of school in ninth grade. I ain't had no education, bro. Same what kind dude. of job I was going to get? Nigga, I was young, having kids and shit, child support on a nigga head. Like, what the fuck I was going to do with that? I'm like, I'm for the sale drugs for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was that was that's how I thought for a long time. I just thought like I'ma just this is what I'ma do forever. I'ma sell dope. And that, yeah. I'ma die in this bitch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's how I thought for a long time. But just being in prison and just you know, like I said, there's no emotion in there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm better than that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no dummy. You know what I'm saying? You know a lot of people think that street dudes is just dummies. You know, but I ain't no dummy. I'm far from that. You feel me? And I'm just better than that, you know. I, I realized that the skills that we had to sell drugs, distribute drugs, these this is intelligence, bro. Yeah. If you could take them skills and apply it to a, a a fucking business, a Ford, a Chrysler, anything, it's the same kind of intelligence. Marketing, promoting, network, production, distribution. All that type of shit, organizing, leadership, even with gangs and all that type of shit, it requires intelligence to be able to make all that happen. And if you could just change the priority or change the agenda, you know what I'm saying, and apply the same skills to something that's productive and positive and legal, you can be just as successful. It might take you a little bit longer, but I'll tell you what, when you get it, they can't come take it from you. You know what I mean? And that was one thing that I learned because when they sent me to prison, they took everything from me, bro. You know, and they teach you in life that everything that you got is a privilege and everything that you have, you got to earn it, Mm -hmm. you know, and accountability. That's one thing. And that's one thing I never understood is in the prison system. Their number one thing is about accountability, holding you accountable for your actions. You know what I'm saying? But then I realized, like, if a prosecutor or a judge sentenced you. And they're wrong. Like, there's no accountability for them. They're not held accountable for making that type of mistake. So a judge or a prosecutor could have a grudge against you and just find you guilty and be all the way wrong, and you can't even do shit about it. They don't even want to compensate you for the shit. So you want me to be held accountable for my actions, but you don't want to be held accountable for yours. I feel like that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... But, you know, at the same time, you know, we're, we're down in, in Lansing and everywhere trying to fight for, you know, everybody's rights. But sometimes I feel like, am I defeating my own purpose? Because the way the generation living today, they don't even give a fuck about life, freedom, and nothing anyway. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I guess I'm fighting for the brothers who are still suffering, yeah. you know, and deserve a second chance at life. Absolutely. <coughs> and you never know who might hear the story, you know, it might deter somebody from being in that same situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, even somebody like Mario Bueno, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker came home and, uh, you know, he, he took over the world in his own right, in his own mind, even though he's a fucking lunatic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that guy, he came and, and uh, you know, he's become everything that you become, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the most highest achievers that I've ever met, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I say, he's a nutcase, but, you know, so was Einstein, you know? <laughs> right. What you so do you think that like it's a lot of like if like in prison it's messed up the the the, the commissary inflation all that you know that shit affected in there too or whatever so you say you be down there in Lansing and all that um do you think that it's a fight worth fighting trying to like change some of these things in the facility with with these guys like 
You know, especially because, like, some of these guys, if they got restitution or something like that, because that's how I was. Like, you only could get 50 a month. Anything more than that, they're going to take it. And, like, that ain't a lot, especially if they raising the prices and all that. Like, your bag going to be small as hell. You ain't really, you know what I'm saying? So, like, is it, is you think it's a, a, a battle worth fighting or that can be fought to, to, like, you know, to make these changes and, some type or even like STG for example too. Like they ain't letting I got some homies that's STG level one and two and like they can't do nothing. They can't even reply on JPEG, you feel me? Like like you think you think that could be fought and reverse and changed? Um or they ain't going. I think the MDOC got way too much power, bro. And they took full advantage of this pandemic to be able to recreate policies and procedures. Because right now, bro, they fucking over them boys up in there. They done fucked up the whole visiting process. Like, you can only get a couple hours. It might take you three, four hours just to get to the prison to only visit for two hours. You know what I'm saying? And we understand how that visiting process goes because, you know, they got to shake it down. They got to do all this. And, you know, it's a process in itself. You might get kicked out. You could get kicked out for not having the right thing on or, you know, you're hugging them or whatever it people, may be. You know what I'm saying? Too many people in there and they just terminating visits trying to I, I just, I just, the problem with me is most of the people, for the majority, most of the people who are in prison are people from urban communities, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black, Latino people who are from urban poverty that's who's in there and so you're raising the prices on people who are already poor because the only way we get our money is from our people so if our people are out here already struggling and going through it because the same way our groceries raised up their groceries are raised up too and 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 our main support is to call them and say hey we need a secure pack we need some money we need some stamps we need some jpay we need some food we need some hygiene because the mickey mouse ass jobs that they're giving us say you're giving you 30 dollars a motherfucking month you know what i'm saying and that's to pay for noodles that's to pay for toothpaste and soap and shampoo like once you you know what i'm saying so it's like it's really soap defeating it's yeah, like one 30 almost gone right <laughs> that's it once you pay yeah that's toothpaste shampoo deodorant it's a wrap bro that's 30 dollars you'll be and, and, and so now that creates a lot of violence within the prison. You know what I'm saying? Because now people are extorting, people are robbing, people are stealing. You know what I'm saying? They're victimizing other people because they hungry. You know what I'm saying? You sitting in there making a bowl, making a cook-up, making a bagel sandwich, and these motherfuckers over there hungry as hell. They like, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm finna get on some shit. You know what I mean? You're you living amongst wolves. So, you know, you think that you're creating a system that's going to be profitable for you, and then you want to punish the people when they act the way that they act. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you don't want to hold hold people accountable. You want to put people in segregation. You want to write people tickets. You want to you know hold everybody accountable. But you built a system that's that works against us. Yeah. If the majority of the people come from poverty and you're raising the prices on people who come from poverty, then that means you're putting everybody in a in a tough situation. You know. So it, it's just it's really just systematic, bro. And and they really just don't care. Like I said, every time somebody goes into the prison system, you're securing somebody's job for them, bro, at the end of the day. Yeah, that's a fact. And and you know, it's sad, you know, for those who, who don't get a second chance. They you know, a lot of people they go to trial and not knowing, you know what I'm saying, the legality because like they say, bro, ignorance for the law is no excuse. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so, you know, they're going to hold you accountable one way or the other. You know, I, I mean, am I grateful for the fact that they're starting to finally release all these juvenile lifers? You know, guys have been in prison, say, 14, 15, 16 years old who were giving life bids, but already got 25, 
30 years in on it. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, you know, th th these young boys, they beating down the doors to get up in there, bro. You know, and, and as long as, you know, you got people willing to live that life, man, they're always going to have a bunk for you, man. Always. And they getting paid. They making profit off of us. Mm -hmm. Just as fast as them bunks get empty and somebody leave, bro, that same day, bro, somebody feeling that, boy. They got somebody already coming. That bunk already filled. And, and, and people just don't really understand the impact, bro, that it has on your kids, man. Like, for real. When you go to prison and you got kids, you want your kids to call somebody else dad? Because that's what's going to happen. They're going to look up to somebody else. Yeah. They, you know, their ideas, their opinions, you know what I'm saying? Their their, their mannerisms, everything mm. they're going <clears> to <throat> learn from somebody else. They ain't going to learn it from you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that you sacrifice. You know what I mean? You might not realize that that's, you know, the total impact. But, you know, like I said a lot of us are out here talking about oh, well i'm doing this i'm selling that i'm doing this because i'm trying to take care of my family if you go to prison who's going to take care of your family Someone i do it for else. my sister i do it for my mom okay when you go away who gonna do it then right you know yeah so like i said well we weren't taught or cultivated to be able to think ahead we were just taught and our situations and circumstances made us think for the day you know, but while I was in prison, because, you know, prison, this prison system don't discriminate against nobody. They'll put a motherfuckers with a master's degree in prison if you break the law. And like you said, you got this free knowledge out here. And that's what I did. I sat down with a lot of guys like a lot of guys. Man, why you sitting with them lames with them lames and this that man? He's a real estate guy. He's a banker. He's an educator. He's a teacher. He's got a master's degree. He got a bachelor's degree. I want to sit down and learn from these guys. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, they were happily wanting to teach me about things. You know, I wanted yeah. to explore. I wanted to do bigger. I wanted to do better because nobody ever taught me these things, bro. N not only did I live in poverty, but my my mind state was impoverished as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. prison, bro. Prison is so many people there. Like, bro, I learned so much there. Just picking different people' brains and just like, bro, it was school. It was just, you know, like that's why I say, like, it was one of the best things that could have happened to me, bro. Like, I just went in there and just got, you know, got on point. You I got what you that. needed, bro. Yeah, needed you got that. what you needed because you never know what you got until you ain't got it no more. Yeah. And sometimes you got to lose everything before you get everything back, you know, just to know what that feels, just to know what that looks like and hold yourself accountable and responsible for, for that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, when I first went to prison, I'm like, man, the snitch is a bitch, the judge is a hoe, <laughs> the fucking prosecutor, everybody's, everybody's fault <laughs> yeah. but mine. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, once I grew up and started to realize it was my fault. It wasn't the snitch's fault. No. You know what I'm saying? The snitch did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. <laughs> Prosecutor, judges. That's his you know. job. She got paid for doing what she did. Yeah. You know, and, and, at the end you of know, the day. And you just part of the process uh -huh. you know if you don't want to be part of that process then go do something else yeah so. you know and that and, and in real life and in real time every day we wake up we're given that 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 gift to be able to make a choice of what you want to do mm -hmm. you know what i mean for better or for worse so listen man tell everybody where they can find you because we do got a special treat the brother's gonna perform a hot song for you you know me elton your podcast always bringing the hottest performers and and the hottest music you know what i'm saying and uh so we're looking forward to that you know what i'm saying but let them know where they can find you how they can get with you how they can check out your music yes sir <coughs> you can find me at hollywood street savage on all social media uh hollywood street savage on all uh digital platforms um and HollywoodStreetSavage.com. Check out the website. We got merch on there, all that, all different content, videos. 
Everything HollywoodStreetSavage.com Grinding Hollywood Street Savage On all social media platforms On all Spotify Apple Music All that Hey so you said When is that uh, Cutter Keys documentary Coming 420. out 420 420 420 That's Okay. birthday Damn for National, real National Weeds That's yeah, dope Weeds Yeah all birthday. that good So we gonna smoke Good yeah. ones for him Yes sir Troy Holla at him man Let him know how they can Get with you man Yep, you can find us coming soon at uh, Infinity Extractions on Instagram, InfinityExtractionsSolutions.com. Check them out, man. Check us out, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, if you grow weed and you got extra shit and you want to turn it into a profit, holler at my man Troy. He's going to get you together. You just got to break some bread. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.